A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello! And welcome to the NXT preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from, for daily wrestling podcasts. Well, we not only review NXT, but also Raw, SmackDown, AW Dynamite, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a bloody quiz, of course on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet. Michael Sidgwick can't join us. He's still too busy laughing considering what happened with the NXT champion on Monday <laughs> Raw. And Hamlet, that sort of overshadows everything we've got to look forward to tonight. Because, yes, the NXT Women's Championship on the line is a major deal. But how on earth do they rebuild Karrion Cross after he got beat inside two minutes by a person, <laughs> legend, but who has been jobbing out quite a lot on Monday Night Raw in 2021? To paraphrase Barney Gumble, don't cry for Triple H. He's already dead. He's been dead inside for the better part of 30 years because only somebody dead inside would be such a big prick for all those years. Um, it's his problem, isn't it? What we'll do, we'll solve it as we do every week. The lads and lasses can have a listen, can pass the message upwards if indeed it isn't being listened to in the corridors of power in the uh, Capital Wrestling Centre right now as Triple H wipes away the tears from last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. Um what you do, Wilborn, is you keep it simple, stupid. You have Samoa Joe come back out there, and in a lovely callback to the Joe of old, he tells the world, full of intensity, that last week after the events of um, Karen Cross versus uh, Johnny Gargano, the events unfolded after the fact, he went into his now colleague Regal's office and he ushered those famous lines once again, Regal! Bring me Cross or bring me the NXT title. And then Regal's like, well, uh, Joe, I've got a better idea for you. How about both? And then he booked Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross. Samoa Joe, of course, having been physically provoked, booked Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross for the NXT title tonight, live in the main event. And you get Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross, and Samoa Joe liberates that title from around the waist of Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross goes off to the land of milk and honey. And let me just say, I've got no more words for that on Monday Night Raw after our Raw podcast. Um, disappears forever. And Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole is the takeover main event for the NXT title. That is what I would do to fix this mess. I, w- I love that. Uh, I don't know whether they, we were just laughing at it because on the uh, on WWE.com they obviously sometimes do that 30 second preview and we assumed that it would all be about Zia Lee, the fact she kicked Mercedes Martinez's head off and is now number one mm. contender and faces Raquel Gonzalez for the NXT Women's Championship. However, 
presumably, as we often see in WWE, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand's doing. So as I pointed out to the Dadly Boys before we came in to record, the voiceover begins saying, will anybody be able to take down NXT champion Gary? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeff Hardy, two minutes, Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Will they? Will they like, let's talk a little bit more about this. I, you know, obviously, I'm concerned about Samoa Joe's revenge this evening. But will there be a little nod to it on on NXT tonight by maybe a, a sort of a, a smirky promo from one Samoa Joe, or will it just be a completely different world as it often is when it comes to the main roster? I don't know, man. I mean, they can try for it to be a different world, but I mean, we all know that it's not. The guy can't say TikTok anymore, considering he lost his own beat the clock challenge to Jeff Hardy last night. <laughs> like nothing about this character that we saw on Monday is what we used to on a Tuesday. That's the only chance they've got at trying to salvage this. There was no um, scarlet. Mm-hmm. There was no literal smoke and figurative smoke and mirrors that has been so crucial in preserving the aura of this character if indeed you can you still consider it preserved i know plenty of us don't but if if you still like stuff about carrying cross it's probably rooted in the fact that nxt has done the best possible job of with this presentation you know um i don't think you can sell the two worlds i honestly don't i going all the way back to the very beginning of nxt call-ups upsetting the apple cart on nxt itself seth rollins was the if i'm not mistaken the nxt champion when the shield were called up yeah he was and he was that if you remember that kind of like head banging belt swinging baby face in a pair of trunks and then the shield are all business he's in the shield you know the riot gear the fatigues and go back and watch it on the network even there they're just like nxt champion seth rollins returns having wreaked havoc on the main roster and he's in the shield gear and he's with his shield buddies and the job of anybody. And I believe again, it was big E somebody has to liberate this title from the shield because not only have they held a belt hostage, but they're doing it now on another show. The best thing they can do is have his own half of it and then try and retcon the rest. So it's absolutely that belt needs taken off Karen cross ASAP. If it didn't already, it absolutely does. Now, if last night was a call up, it needs getting rid of anyway. The nature of last night's call-up has shamed that title, so that needs rectifying. But there's absolutely nothing wrong in a character saying, you brought shame to this title, and then carrying Cross saying, last night was like a banana skin for me. I don't know how you talk around the nature of that defeat, but he's just got to say, don't think you can talk to me like this just because I had one bad night. Nothing changes about who I am here in the Capital Wrestling Centre. Nothing changes about me with the belt around my waist. And then you have the best possible competitive match for that title to try and have carrying losing, going out on his back, but losing with like an air of credibility restored just because he lost to Jeff Hardy in one minute 40. Let's just pick a name out of the hat. It's, I don't think it's going to be Gargano, but let's say it was Gargano, for example. Um, it doesn't mean that Johnny Gargano has to beat him in one minute 40. You know, like it could still go 15 and he could still look good and he could still go out with a certain modicum of pride that ties a bow on his NXT run um, before whatever, before the Sharks ultimately get him for good on Monday night. If you're Triple H, you probably want rid. You have to, you have to imagine mm. you probably want rid of this. Like, 
this isn't we give Karen Cross a lot of stick on these podcasts, but this isn't a Karen Cross issue. This is a Vince McMahon one. Triple H probably wants rid of the mess that Vince McMahon has made. It's not necessarily that he wants rid of Karen Cross. And I think it's important, even as fairly vocal um critics of the Karen Cross push. I'd say it's important to acknowledge what the problem is here. It's not specifically in Karen Cross NXT champion, it's in what happened 24 hours ago. It's ground that we've covered before, but there's very rare instances of champions in NXT, especially when they're holding the title, being brought up and given that shine. The only one I can really think of is, is Kevin Owens coming up and just wrecking John Cena. And obviously that still went 2-1 to Cena in the end. In a weird way, by the way, just talk more widely about this carrying cross issue. I can sort of see what WWE are thinking. And that's maybe just because I've, you know, watched WWE so much that I can put myself in that position. I.e., they want carrying cross to come in and wreck someone. And that someone is probably going to be Jeff Hardy. It's probably going to be at SummerSlam, if not in the next few weeks on Monday Night Raw. But, <laughs> like you say, that's all well and good. And if they brought in someone like Lance Archer, for example, from AEW, who'd already lost a certain number of matches over there, maybe it's a different kettle of fish, but it's the fact that, yeah, like poor Tommaso Ciampa, like sacrificed himself. He'd been, like you say, he's had all these matches with one, two, three, four, five opponents, and he's run through everyone. And in WWE's land, they'll say, well, yeah, he did lose, but Jeff already had his feet on the ropes. But then again, look at the people he's fought and beaten and the, the, the shortcuts they've tried to take. Johnny Gargano jumped him at every opportunity and yet he just popped straight back up. There's someone as lithe, let's say, as Jeff Hardy, foot, feet on the ropes or not, a handful of tights or not, should not be pinning him, should they? And now they've got to go back and, like you say, try and present him as this unstoppable monster. It's a it's, 22 situation, isn't it? It is. It's, I think... Don't be needlessly generous with your takes on this. They are different worlds. They are completely different worlds. Don't try and tie together the carrying cross who is was beating up all of Phantasma in a you know in a three on one handicap match to establish his dominance. Was able to um, overcome the numbers game of the way multiple weeks during the Johnny Gargano view. Took on this. They were calling it a Rushmore of NXT talent in the main event of In Your House and prevailed. This was the carrying cross they were pushing on NXT. Raw, it, it's it's not apples and oranges, but it's like apples and bad apples. <laughs> like you can't, you 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 wouldn't put the bad ones in a pie. Ultimately, they're the same fruit, but ones you wouldn't use. It's just, I think the it's it's pointless to try and, I don't know, try and bring those two worlds together. The only thing I will say is I still think it's generous, but there is some suggestion today that I've seen that keeping Scarlett away from him is going to allow them to say that he needs her to, you know, to succeed on the main roster or something like she's going to be brought in as the difference maker is the key that unlocks everything that has made Karen Cross so dominant in NXT. I think they might do that now, but I certainly don't think that's the intent as we sit here recording this today. I think they've just had this guy that they weren't a massive fan of lose to Jeff Hardy by a like cheap roll up in a minute and a half. Like, I think that, I think what has happened like, is what you saw and not a thing more. And I think it's daft to read into anything more than that. But it is an NXT problem because NXT is a show that still attempts to book. Mm. We we are talking about the carrying cross problem on the right show to talk about it because it is there to be mocked and laughed at in the universe of Raw. 
NXT is where the belt matters, is where Cross once mattered, is where a feud was very clearly built up between Karen Cross and Samoa Joe last week, is where Samoa Joe's interests are dovetailing into Adam Cole's. You know, like things matter still on a Tuesday, regardless of whether or not you like the show. Um, so this is the place to actually try and address any of this. To try and do it within the confines of an episode of Raw is pointless because what you saw is absolutely what we're going to get. We will preview more of tonight's show in a second, but just, just to conclude this, it does have weird echoes of the old OVW days, isn't it? Of like the Bashams mm. and like that, because for people who are unaware, Jim Cornette, for all his faults that people talk about online uh it was fantastic a booking in ovw and then yeah like the the hand would come down and go oh that's a nice leviathan that you've got there we'll take him and put a box around his neck and make him deacon batista or the bashams for example what will they look like as a shaved head let's just shave it and see what it looks like hey eh? it's and like and like basham damager as they were called was his like money program for a year and it's like well they look quite alike let's make him a tag team uh, it, I like how they had to like work around that. It's just the most ridiculous set of circumstances. Charlotte Flair had this. A lot of people forget that. She had a soft launch on Raw in 2014 as the NXT Women's Champion, and she went about two and a half minutes and lost to Natalia. It's one of them things that's been quietly sort of brushed to one side. They don't give a toss, man. Like, Vince McMahon does not give a toss. The last time he pretended to care about son-in-law's pet project he was pissed off one morning and it was a Monday and he had an out for roll and it was 2019. And he said, son, I'm going to give you one last roll of the dice on this bloody NXT thing. If this goes wrong, I'm hiring big Johnny. This is your last chance. I want your best four. Give me your best four. And triple is, I've got like two of my best four in a feud against each other. And like one of the other two does flips and you don't like short flippy guys. And the other guy's a goth guy and he can't get rid of the undertaker. Are they your best four? Yeah. Right, give me your best four. And then he brings them up and he's like, the little, put them in tag teams. And Champa gets a neck injury. And Triple H just take over and ends up in smoke. And that was it. Like, it was from that point, Triple H's NXT was nothing to Vince McMahon. He hires back all the people he hates. He hires back the people that did developmental in a totally different way. We'll be back in Tampa with Johnny Ace hiring athletic tens in no time. And let's not forget about the speaking of tens, the time that you often describe as Vince looking at pictures of eight by tens and going, Look at that funny fat tag team. <laughs> Lacey Evans, of course. Lacey, look at the women's division. We'll take Lacey Evans. What was he? Oh, Lock God, yeah. Three. Yeah. The big guy, the fat guy, the hot blonde. And then EC3 because jacked and didn't remember that you had him on the books five years earlier. <laughs> Them ones. <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, let's preview tonight's NXT aside from all that and talk about that NXT Women's Championship match. Raquel Gonzalez defending against Zia Lee. Um, we always knew it was going to come to this, maybe not so soon and in such slightly strange circumstances, obviously with Zia Lee, unfortunately, uh, KOing Mercedes Martinez, although it's, it's awful and you would never encourage that. It does lend something to this match, i.e., She's got that sort of the great equalizer, as some people may call it. That that one shot of, you know, Raquel Gonzalez. Yes, you can be dominant. Yes, you can wreck people and chuck them all over the place. But uh, I remember uh, Deontay Wilder when he first went into fight Tyson Fury. I hope this isn't a uh, uh, harbor of things to come. Deontay Wilder once said to Tyson Fury, you have to be perfect for 12 rounds to beat me. And it's not quite the same because obviously Raquel Gonzalez has been wrecking people left, right and center. All Zayali effectively needs, or she can be presented as such in tonight's match, is one second because that kick flatlines people. Yeah, it's uh, pro wrestling, so you take the negative of, an, of a real injury and turn it into a positive in terms of how you get a character over. Mercedes Martinez hopefully will be all right, and if then you know all of that is less ghoulish as a result, and I'm sure she'll be grateful. I guess is a funny way of saying it when she is recovered that she'll have an inbuilt story with Zayali to come back to. I am kind of fascinated by this because my biggest worry is that there's not going to be a finish because there's certainly a sense of finality to either result, isn't there? Mm. If Raquel Gonzalez defeats Zia Lee, then you are doing significant damage to a character that you have built up through the most absurd of circumstances for the better part of three months now. She is the um, product of a thousand-year-old dragon ghost. She has become hard as nails from scraping herself up off rock bottom. And let's not just take into account the time she's been back. Remember the months of vignettes we got to get us here as well. Um, this is a character, for better and worse, that has had a significant amount of investment placed into it. The, um, the problem was the thousand-year-old dragon ghost lady didn't look all that impressive when she struck 
in your house. It's taken a little bit of the air out of the balloon mm. that the second she finally rose out the chair to do something physical, it underwhelmed. So this could be the end of the character. It could be the write-off of the gimmick by virtue of Xylee having, it, as you say, slightly expedited title match now to just kind of draw a line under all of this. Maybe have, I don't know, Xylee lose the thousand-year-old dragon ghost lady to come and try and exert some sort of power over Xylee. And then Xylee says, no, nah, you've made me too strong for your own good. And she batters her. And they kind of go back to the drawing board with Xylee while... I don't know, the dragon lady goes back to the gym, goes back to the performance centre and starts working on her headlocks and moving her left foot. Like, you know, gets her footwork right and they just repackage that character entirely because it is it is what it is. Alternatively, Raquel Gonzalez, in something of a title upset, of which there has been some on NXT lately, loses. Hmm. Um, they were quite coy in the manner in which they built up a certain bit of jealousy with Dakota Kai last week. Zaylee brushed past Dakota Kai that she was nothing to her to step straight to Raquel Gonzalez. The simmering jealousy that we know that has always existed within Dakota Kai may indeed simmer and bubble and boil over. And could that be tonight? Could this be all to build to a summer programme between Gonzalez and Kai, the split of the team, blah, 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 blah. And then you go forth with Zaylee as the champion and you try and make hair while the sun shines. She's just booted Mercedes Martinez's head clean off her shoulders. So put the belt on her, make her look dominant with it. All of that kind of like comes together to make me think there's going to be no finish at all. And in fact, we're going to get the least satisfying outcome, which is a tag match from this. Mm. Um, Xylee, thousand-year-old dragon lady versus Gonzalez and Kai um, as a way to bring the dragon lady into kind of the rank and file to make her a standard wrestler, you know, to, to kind of introduce her as a, as one of the regular members of the roster. I don't know. I, to be fair, if they give us a finish here, it's a commitment. It is a commitment. I think you can basically consider the Xylee experiment, this Xylee character, not Xylee as a performer, but this version of the Xylee story. I think it's finished if she leaves us here tonight. So they're either committing to a title change or they're committing to that. Concerned now you said the non-finished thing. I was thinking it was a straightforward, not straightforward, but a, a victory for Raquel Gonzalez because there's so much more juice in that fruit, like you say. Of and uh, you know, as, as much as plans change, and you know that that shot of Zaylee kicking Mercedes Martinez has, has done the rounds and, and is impactful in terms of the way she just crumples to a heap. It's all sort of awkward watching it as well, obviously. Come on, it's Raquel Gonzalez. You've got Dakota Kai there. This story writes itself as we head towards, you know, the next takeover or whatever it may be that they go for. Um, but now and now you say, it, I think it's more likely that either by smoke and mirrors or literal smoke and mirrors, <laughs> we don't get a result because, yeah, thousand-year-old dragon lady hasn't trained someone just to pop a valiant effort in a. Hmm. In a title challenge, but I'm intrigued now, and I do hope they commit to a finish. I hope it's Raquel Gonzalez. I do, you know, did and have liked this this Zaylee character, and there's something there definitely. I just I don't know. My spooky bollocks counter is kind of the, the well has run dry quite quite a long time ago <laughs> for me, so I'm not too sure if I want to see Zaylee going to another dimension to. But I, I don't know. I'm getting sort of all the bad vibes of of well, the history of this over the last few months, if not years in, in professional wrestling. So I hope it's Raquel Gonzalez standing tall 
and Dakota Kai standing next to her, but looking at the title rather than looking at the champion. But let us know your thoughts on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. If that is not match tonight, I can tell you what will be, and that's Diamond Mine versus Kushida and Bobby Fish. Roderick Strong and Tyler Rust of Diamond Mine taking on Bobby Fish and Kushida. I don't know, there's a bit of me that thinks Bobby Fish joins Diamond Mine tonight, but but how do you see this one playing out? Oh, I hadn't actually thought of that. That's, I, I was I thought this was just the right side of functional. Um Kushida's got the cruiserweight title, which is something the Diamond Mind have made Diamond Mind have made it very clear they want. Um Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong get to exchange a lot of lingering looks from opposite sides of the apron. There'll be tension teased around them tagging, possibly even coming together. I, I to be honest, like you've given them more credit than me on Fish. I assumed it was just to build the heat to the, the hot tag. I imagine Kushida making a hot tag to Bobby Fish and Bobby Fish having no choice but to go to war with Roderick Strong and to see these two competing with one another was going to be the hook in this that kind of preserves um, Kushida's eventual cruiserweight title loss. It's, I tell you what's beneficial for the diamond mine right now is that the breakout tournament is happening because the breakout tournament establishes tiers within NXT and ultimately... If, if you're going for the cruiserweight title, typically that would find you on the bottom tier of things. Hmm. Um, but these breakout wrestlers are that. And bottom tier doesn't have to be derogatory. It just it maps out all the wrestlers into where they are in the, the league table of things at the moment. And by the virtue of that existing, the Diamond Mine going for the cruiserweight title feels like decent mid-card stuff. The Undisputed Era split has yielded some positives and negatives. I think this will be a positive. I think there will be real earnest heat and thirst for Strong and Bobby Fish getting into it in the body of a match, whether or not Fish doesn't want to do it. And Strong with his shaved head and his new gang and Bivens in his ear is far more interested in breaking Bobby Fish's back than Bobby Fish is in breaking Roderick Strong's leg. That might be a nice thing to play with, you know. Um, yeah, uh, uh, it's a diamond mine win. And it's all about getting the title from Kushida, however it is they're going to go about doing that. But I, I like this arrangement of wrestlers for this, the potential this match has to be more than just mid-card filler to get this new stable over. Yeah, I'm really excited. Give these guys 10, 15, 20 minutes and they're going to steal the show without question. Um, I, just, I don't know, it's just... It feels very convenient that an, an ex-friend of Roderick Strong's is going to be... Right there in the corner of the guy that they're trying to target. They um they never went back to, and I don't think it was an accident. I do trust NXT enough. They never went back to the fact that Kyle O'Reilly didn't make the save for Bobby Fish that week. Yeah. And I do wonder if him aligning with Roderick Strong could ultimately be to say, well, you're not my mate, are you? So I'll go to the one who is and doing it that way. Just a way to touch upon that, because I still maintain that wasn't an accident, but I'm not yet quite figured out how they're going to return to it. Mm. Uh, before we conclude uh, and talk about the future of one, Mandy Rose in NXT. Any developments tonight with LA Knight and his uh, and his butler? Maybe, maybe. I. So here's the thing. When you prep myself and Sidgwick very diligently, as you do, you give us notes before the podcast and we have a bit of time to think about everything and it's helpful because it, obviously we might have forgotten something. This wasn't included in our notes, and I forgot about this. I don't know how good a I don't know how good a sign that is that this storyline that's had a significant amount of investment isn't necessarily something that feels worthy of conversation if there's nothing announced in advance. I thought it was cute. 
The only reason I ask that is because this looks like a very serious show. Cross, mm. so understandably, you know, being out for revenge off the back of that Diamond Mine, Kushida Bobby Fish, NXT Women's Championship with Spooky Bollocks and Raquel Gonzalez. I need some light relief in there and a few skits with, with yeah. Cameron Grimes. I don't know. What can he do this week? He's in pool grass. Garage? Maybe he crashes a car of LA Knights accidentally. <laughs> Cameron Grimes going outside to cut some grass. <laughs> like yeah, I, um, like you kind of can do more of the same, but probably only for another week. Yeah, the the gag the gag's the same every time. It's just how you execute it. Cameron Grimes doesn't hate this as much as LA Knight wants him to hate it. So there's some juice in the fruit of LA Knight trying to find rich guy stuff that Cameron Grimes won't be okay with. Uh, I, I don't know how you get there. Maybe. The trick at this point, if you want to try and actually fold it back into, you know, wrestling matches, remember them. Um, you have Cameron Grimes backstage this week, back at the Capital Wrestling Centre. He's cleaning LA Knight's locker or something like that, or his dressing room. You know, LA Knight's got a fancy pants dressing room, and Cameron Grimes has been forced to clean it. And one of the um, Ikman Jiro, like, finally put together jackets and hats as the tag team, right? Yes. Ikman Ikman Jira comes up to him and they like establish a bit of an odd couple relationship. You wouldn't think they'd get along, but they do. And then next week, Cameron Grimes has bought him like a gold plated jacket and their mates and something like that. And then LA Knight down the road is like, here's what I want you to do for me this week. I want you to slap the cave in on Ikman Jira. That guy bumped into me at catering and I didn't really think much of that. So do your job, Butler, and deal with him for me tonight or something. You know, yeah. like... Yeah, finds a way. Finally, finds a way to make Cameron Grimes do something that he isn't okay with, and that's always been the point for LA Knight: is wanting to make him miserable with his money instead of actually just finding things that Cameron Grimes quite likes to do. I don't know. <laughs> here's me. Here's me trying to find a wrestling match out with two rich guys that just can't get along. I, uh, I my only thought for tonight is because, like you say, I, th- I think that's a great piece of booking going forward. I don't think they're going to do it tonight. I think they're going to try and do some more vignettes, and this week. Yeah, garage stuff. They're gonna send and say, right, go and jazz out all my make sure all my, you know, my my valeting, all my my nice cars that looks like Alberto Del Rio's garage back in the day. A needless amount of cars in there. And he goes down to check on him and it and he's like, How's everything going? He's like, and uh Karen Graham's like, I can't get this I can't get this car started, he's gonna say. And uh it's really classic slapstick stuff. LA Knight bends down, head is right in front of the exhaust. And he says, there's someone stuck in this exhaust pipe, pulls it out. It's a massive wad of 20s. At the same time, Cameron Grimes starts the car. Oh, all the black slots in his face. And Cameron Grimes going, oh, I left that there for safekeeping. Thanks, boss. Walks off and a furious LA Knight. I'm going to get you. That's, that's the sort of comedy that I like in my life, basically. Yeah, cheers, Tuts. <laughs> what about what about what about all right then every week because let's talk about what the real motivation of these skits is um this week let's say rich guy stuff but he's butling he's a butler isn't he so he's doing some butling yeah. and he's got a fix got to fix la knight's wi-fi because la knight's got a very important business call later on so he fixes his wi-fi and then it says Hey, LA, now you can go to the Zoom. And he goes and does his Zoom call because he's, he's fixed his Wi-Fi because he's done some good butling. 
Because last week you called the spoon and they just did a different one. It's like basically, what's he going to do? It's going to rhyme with moon eye. That'll do. Like, so can, I, can I copy your homework? Yeah, just make sure people don't realize that you. <laughs> yeah. How's that going to work? To the Google Hangout. <laughs> oh, right. Final question. What on earth are they doing next with Mandy Rose in NXT? Because this is a surreal development and, and of this trade for opportunity well, Aaliyah and Karrion Cross. That's how much Mandy Rose is worth. <laughs> I like when frigging Triple H got traded back for like RVD and the Dudley boys in that draft that time. Oh no, I've got to get him back. Have 10 wrestlers, please. Um yeah. I, it was weird. Um, but I'll I didn't get the sense last week that they knew what they wanted with Mandy Rose. So they kind of did that instant wrestling intrigue. Just have a stand there. Somebody, and I quite appreciated this. Somebody on Twitter reached out, and I apologise for forgetting your name. Um, or forgetting who it was, should I say. Um, of the comparisons between her return to NXT and Triple H, uh, Triple H's Trish Stratus' debut. Stood on the apron, uh, on the ramp, arms folded, even in like the pink and black sort of look, just looking on as if she was maybe on a bit of a scouting mission. Was she scouting opponents? Was she scouting her future tag team, perhaps? It's less than ideal because it's come right as Frankie Monet has just set up her own stable. So you can't really do that twice. She's probably just going to spend another week surveying the lay of the land. But none of this is bad. Mm. Mandy Rose showed marked improvement over the last couple of years in ring. And this time last year, we were all pretty hyped for Mandy Rose and, De- and Sonny Deville at SummerSlam before obviously the unfortunate events in their personal lives. Um, so this is probably a net positive for the division and a net positive for Mandy Rose. I just think it's folly for us to speculate now because does NXT even know yet what to do with Mandy Rose? It's just a very nice problem to have. It's like a player of a football team returning from injury three months sooner than expected. The management, the manager suddenly got a selection crisis. Like Mandy Rose could, can, could compete with Raquel Gonzalez at a takeover, the next one. For the NXT women's title. She could move into a feud with Saray as Saray's first big scalp. Like at any end of this, as usual, deep and diverse women's division. Mandy Rose versus Candice LeRae, just because. You know, like it's it's a great division. Like Mandy Rose fits into it well. It's just weird that it's happened. And the other side of it is the NXT champion losing in a minute and a half on Raw. I do like the idea of her going up to Saray going, what have you been up to? Well, I did challenge Tony Storm, but then randomly she just moved brands. I know that feeling. Yeah, let's have a match. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Uh, well, let us know your thoughts ahead of NXT tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, our Raw review... Oh, it was an eventful one. Is available right now. On our, and our NXT review will, of course, be there tomorrow. So make sure you subscribe to get that as soon as it is released. But this has been the NXT preview. My thanks to Michael Hamblet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.